excited about this one, guys. I'm getting in my grown woman bag. I'm entering my wifey era at full speed and no one can stop me because I've been investing in myself and in my kitchen. I used to buy the absolute cheapest cookware I could possibly find and mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm, not the move. The move is high quality, thoughtfully designed, non-toxic, and incredibly cute cookware from, drumroll please, Great Jones. You are welcome. Great Jones cookware is so stunning. You will actually want to cook. It's like getting a new super cute slash hot workout set, you'll be at the gym later that day. No question. My Dutch baby from Great Jones, aka the cutest baby pink Dutch oven in the color taffy, I keep that shit on display. That is when I'm not using it. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to nonstick pans, Great Jones has it all. I got my first skillet, you guys. Like, fuck an engagement ring. I can't wait to actually make all the recipes I have saved but never touched because I was ill-equipped. But now, I'll let y'all know when Sleutsgiving dinner is because I am prepared. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SOFIA. That's greatjones.com, promo code SOFIA. Hello, everybody. Hi, guys. Welcome to Sophia with an F. It's just me and you this week, your most favorite depressed bitch of all time. Except if you were looking at me right now, like I don't really look depressed. I actually look really fucking cute because I'm wearing my I Have Options merch, which the irony, by the way, is like not fucking lost on me. The fact that that collection dropped right before a breakup is kind of wild. And that was not fucking planned. Also, I'm recording from WTF Media Studios, Soho, New York. This is another reason why I don't look like absolute trash. If you guys are ever in New York and need to record, this is a studio you need to record from. Just trust me. So guys, I am a little bit of a mess. My mom just left for the airport like 20 minutes before this recording. And I want to start crying. Does anyone else feel that way? Like I, every single time my mom comes to visit me and then she leaves, it's like I'm getting dropped off at college for the first time all over again. I don't know what the fuck it is, but before we dive into the episode, I need to have a very stern talking with myself. Okay. Because even though I just said I love having my mom here and I'm super sad she just left, there is no one quite like your family to tell you what the fuck is up and how shit is. If you want honesty, go ask your sister. If you're like, oh my God, does this make me look fat or does does this make my ass look good? Ask your mom, ask your brother, ask your cousin because anyone that is blood related to you is going to bring you back down to earth real fucking quick. And my mom pointed something out to me that is so fucking embarrassing. Like, I almost wish she wouldn't have told me, but also thank God she did. I own a total of three nice things, literally. Like, three designer things total. I just swap out between three things. It's all I own. Did I purchase any of them? No, someone else did, but that's not the fucking point. I don't dress in designer like, and I don't care to. I I buy shit from fucking Shein. 
Shine, S-H-E-I-N, where you can get a dress for $2.50 and it's 100% unethical. And I only shopped there twice and I never will again. But like, that's the type of shit like I will rock and wear. Okay. So I just need to preface this with that. So I am out to dinner and it's me, my mom and some friends and the bill comes. And so I ask because I'm so generous and I always pick up the bill. I ask my mom to hand me my Chanel. Okay. And she leans over and she whispers and she says, (laughs) bless her heart. She's like, you need to stop referring to your bag as my Chanel. Why can't I just call it a purse? Why can't I just say my bag? Like basically I have been out here trying to flex without even knowing it. And it was so cringe, like the cringe that came over my body, you guys. If I was at a dinner and I overheard some bitch refer to her bag as like whatever designer the bag was, I would fucking be crying, laughing, making fun of this bitch. 100%. Like, oh my God, like, can you pass me my Michael Kors? I would be so embarrassed for that bitch. And it doesn't even matter like what designer. I don't care if it's a Birkin. I don't care if it's a fucking (laughs) Jack Muss, Jack Moose. Thank God that was not the bag I was rocking because I wouldn't even know how to pronounce it and that I'd be doubly fucked. But like, you guys get what I'm saying. Do not reference the designer. Just say, can you please pass me my bag? I don't know, guys. I just, I've been out here saying, um, my Chanel, my Chanel, my Chanel. What is wrong with me? Anyways, that was a little bit of a wake up call. Thanks, mom, but no thanks, mom. Let's get into the fucking episode, you guys. So I have a little story time for everybody. Okay. And then I promise I will get into my breakup sob story and what happened and da 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 because I have literally not talked about it for over two years, but there's some shit that I need to talk about before we get into that. I was in Los Angeles for two weeks, okay? I went there for a few days, then I flew home to Utah, and then I was back there for like a week. I I was there for way too fucking long. And there was just so much shit that went down. I don't even know where to start. You guys already know how I feel about LA. And I sound like a broken record. I fucking hate it. Sorry. I know that rubs people the wrong way. I just don't like it. People talk about how scary LA is because of the crime and the homeless rate and all of this shit. You're scared of the homeless people and the crime. Have you met the rich people there? Have you met the people that are not fucking homeless and actually are living in multi-million dollar houses? Those people are actually terrifying. They are vampires, will suck your blood, have no feelings whatsoever, will fuck your dad and your mom to get to the top and they're fake as fuck and I'm just not with it. But that has nothing to do with the story I'm going to tell you guys. So this thing that happened, this is how I know we are living in a simulation. And the shit that happened to me is just, there's like a one in a million chance that this shit would go down. The hotel I'm staying at is off the grid. It's not like a popular one. It was beautiful, amazing, gorgeous, but it's not like one of the go-to West Hollywood hotels. It was very random. I'm with Delaney, shout out. She works for me. She works at Slew Media. She came with me on the trip. We decided to get a bite to eat. We go up to the rooftop and the one fucking table that had humans sitting at it, there's my ex. My ex who I have been actively avoiding for the past year and a half, and that's not even me being dramatic. Like he has tried to reach out to me and get in contact with me multiple times every single week for the past year. And I was like, Whoever is on their fucking Xbox PlayStation and is playing with my life right now, can you please stop and go fuck with someone else's? Because there's no way this shit is happening. Mind you, Delaney, who I'm with, is 
also actively trying to avoid the same person. He's tried to blow up her phone to get to me. It was just like a whole thing. So my ex sitting there, he's with two other girls. I don't give a fuck. I remember I grabbed Delaney as hard as I fucking can. And I'm like, Delaney, no fucking way. And she grabs me back and she's like, no way this is happening. No fucking way. So he comes up to us. We make eye contact, comes up to us. And he's like, hey, this is super awkward and random. Da, 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 da. I cut him the fuck off because I am a normal human. And I look at him and I said, how the fuck did you find out that I was staying at this hotel? Because I'm sorry, there is no way in hell that on that particular day in a city that I don't live in at a random ass hotel at the fucking rooftop bar, I'm going to run into the one person I've been avoiding who's been trying to get in contact with me. So I just straight up asked him, I was like, how did you find out I was here? And he just looked at me with like a blank stare. And he was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Da, 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 da. This went on for 15 minutes. And it wasn't even just me berating him. It was Delaney too. We were like, how do you know we are here? Who did you ask? Who did you reach out to? This is not fucking happening. You're fucking lying. Like, by the way, he's sitting with his uh, girlfriend and his girlfriend's mom. And we're doing this in the corner <laughs> right next to the table, <laughs> which I didn't know until later. Then I would have been more respectful, but I didn't give a fuck. I was so creeped out. So was Delaney. Finally, we're like, you know what? We'll drop this if you send us proof, like send us some kind of proof. So we know that you are not out here stalking the fuck out of us and we don't need to get a restraining order. And he's like, you bitches are crazy. I will say we are both very neurotic people and us coming together is a little bit of a scary combo. But we were just sitting there going back and forth, trying to figure it out to the point that we turned on each other, you guys. Like, I remember I looked at her and I was like, bitch, I love you. You are setting me up or there's a prank happening and I'm being filmed like punked. Hi, the cameras bring them out. Like, what the fuck? And then she turned on me and was like, hey, like if you wanted to see your ex and like not get in trouble for it, like you could have just told me, blah, 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 blah. Like, I wouldn't judge you. Delaney and I turned on each other. And then I had this moment where I was looking around the room and I was like, I can't trust anyone who like is, is anyone who they say they are? Where am I? Who's fucking with me? I almost had like a full fledged panic attack, almost like how I feel when I smoke too much weed. I'm like, Ooh, there's like, I'm entering a different dimension. So Delaney and I somehow calmed down. We, we try to calm each other down. Doesn't really work. But eventually over time we settled down a little bit and we're like, you know what? We will not be able to sleep tonight until we get to the bottom of this. And so Delaney and I, we launched like a full criminal investigation. And I'm not like I'm being dead serious when I say that. So my ex, his proof, quote unquote, is he sends us a screenshot of a text message exchange between him and his girlfriend and it's his girlfriend saying, hey, babe, come meet me at the Godfrey Hotel. My mom is staying here. We would love to get drinks with you. Okay, that was his proof. I know, and I know all the sleuths listening know, and every fucking person on planet Earth knows, doctoring a fake text message exchange thread is the easiest thing to do on planet earth. Go into your phone, change the name of the contact, text your fucking self and say whatever you want. I was like, mm-mm, that's not gonna cut it. And Delaney agreed with me. So we did the next best thing and we went to his girlfriend's Instagram. He had nothing on his Instagram. We figured out her name because we forced him to tell us her name, which by the way, girl, this is no hate on you. I love you. I love that you guys are together. You guys are going to have a really amazing relationship. This was just some shit between me and not even him, just between me, me and Delaney. But anyways, we go to his Instagram profile. There's no evidence. We go to hers and she posts 
a picture, I think it was like eight hours before, of some food she was eating. And Delaney and I were like, you know what? This is, this is like, this is good. This is a lead. We have a lead here. We have somewhere to go. So we do what any two normal level-headed bitches would do. We fucking leave the table. We just leave some cash on the table. We run downstairs to the only restaurant that would have been open during that time. And they're closed, by the way. Okay. They're completely closed. We see this server and he's just like cleaning up for the night. And he's like, sorry, ladies, uh, we're closed. You can't eat here. And we're like, no, 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 sir, sir. This, this is not about eating. This is not about food. That's not what it is. This is very fucking serious. Can you please come over here and have a conversation with us? Oh my God. I'm just like, how fucking crazy did we seem to this poor guy? So he like indulges us and he comes over and he's like, how can I help you? We go to the girl's story. We pull up the dish that she had had eight hours prior and we flash the phone screen to him and we're like, does this dish look familiar to you? And he's like looking at it and he's like, yeah, yeah. I think that is something like we do serve here. And we're like, no, no, no. Do you serve it here or do you not serve it here? Like, this is like a life or death thing. Like, could we see a menu? Could you show us on the menu what dish this is? We were acting bonkers. I'm also off no sleep during this point. So is Delaney, but that doesn't matter. So this poor guy is like, it's this off the menu. Yes, we serve it. Was that, was that enough for us to go home and feel good about the situation? No. We then ask him to please take us into the restaurant and show us the tabletops and the table setting and the silverware so we can do an analysis and match it up to the fucking picture. And this poor dude, I mean, what a fucking saint. He, he actually allows us to do that. He lets us do that. And Delaney's over here on the side, like trying to tell him the whole story. And I'm like, Delaney, you're making us look worse right now, bitch. I need you to like zip it because you saying we think someone's stalking us is not making us look better. Just let the man show us the silverware. So long story short, the silverware matched. We went to the mom's profile. We were looking at her glasses. We went back up to the rooftop. We were trying to look at her glasses from far away, match them up. It was just, it, it was, we were such fucking creepers, you guys. But long story short, it turned out that it was an actual complete coincidence that my ex was there at the exact same time. That, that was the conclusion. And I believe him 100% and what actually confirmed it because I still wouldn't have believed it going to bed that night. Let's be real because I'm the most paranoid bitch of all time, especially when it comes to men. I'm like, you're a liar. You are guilty until proven otherwise. But the next morning as I was leaving to go shoot for the day, there she is with her mom getting into an Uber and I had to walk past them. And did I say, I'm so sorry for acting like a lunatic? No, I was way too embarrassed. I fucking booked it into my Uber. But that's, that's when I really fucking knew, oh my God, we just accosted my ex, this dude, for 15 minutes, spent hours trying to get to the bottom of this. And he was actually telling the truth. Like, I feel so bad for him. And it was just such a wake-up call for me. Like, maybe not everyone is always lying to you. Maybe men are not that crazy. Maybe people are not that obsessed with you, Sophia, that they're stalking you. Big fucking wake-up call. However, I still think anyone in my shoes would have done the exact same thing. Sorry, but whatever. It was just, it was, it was fucking nuts. Fifty high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. 
It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, wider-looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists, and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop, and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes. Plus, it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb, so whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. What else? What else happened in LA? Oh, I was a stripper. I became a stripper. That was a very, very interesting experience. I will tell you guys all about it when it releases. But basically, I did this project where I had to do an audition as a stripper. And it was kind of top three craziest things I have ever done in my entire life. Like, there was a film crew. It wasn't like some bullshit. Like, I'm just going to get on the pole and kind of shake it and have fun. No, we took pole dancing classes. Hardest physical activity I have done in the past five years. So fucking hard. The next day, my legs were covered in bruises. It was so fucking hard. I have so much respect for those women and men. But we go to a strip club after we've had our little pole dancing class and we do an audition. And it was it was the real deal, you guys, okay? There's a bunch of cameras everywhere. We're in the break room where the strippers actually get ready. This was an actual strip club. The owner of the strip club was there and was holding the auditions. And when I say I have never met someone so shocking and so horrifying than this guy. I mean, he this guy was like, he was out of a movie. He was not a real human being. He was a cartoon character. The way he looked, the way he talked. Like, l- let me give you an example. This is one interaction I had with him. This was the first interaction I had with him. He comes into the room and I'm wearing sweats because I just got there. I have my Starbucks egg bite. I'm like biting on it. He walks in, he introduces himself and I say, oh my God, so nice to meet you. My name is Sophia. Cuts me off, like doesn't even let me finish saying my first name and says, can you please put makeup on and please change your clothes and walks out of the fucking room. And I'm like, If he is treating me like that while there are cameras all around and a film crew, I can only imagine 
how he speaks to the people that strip at his club. Like dog shit, like worse than that. So it was just, I mean, that was the first thing that was really eye-opening. And then having to walk out onto the stage in basically naked and show your body and make it sexual. And it's also fucking physically so draining, hard work, but like, you can't let them know you're struggling. You got to make it look like you're having an orgasm and you want to get fucked the entire time. Like it was, it was crazy. I don't think there's been anything in my life that has taken me out of my comfort zone the way that did. And it was an incredible experience. And I have so much fucking just respect for strippers like, I don't know how they do it. And props to you. You guys are fucking incredible. But yeah, it was really eye-opening. And by the way, because some people don't understand my humor and don't understand how sarcastic I am, he, it was not Rudy Giuliani that owned the strip club. Yes, I know I posted an Instagram post and I tagged Rudy Giuliani. It was not him, obviously. Were they doppelgangers? Could they be each other for Halloween? Absolutely. It was a joke. It was not like a political stance. Everyone needs to calm the fuck down. My comments became like some heated political debate because I tagged Rudy Giuliani while I'm half naked fucking rubbing my pussy on the stage, okay? I was dancing to Me and You by Cassie. They did let me pick my stripper song and that's like really what kept me going. And that was the anthem. And that is the song that when I was in high school turned me into a slut for the rest of my life. Excuse me, slut. But it was a really, really interesting experience. And I think I've been rambling for long enough and putting this off for long enough. And it is time for me to just rip the bandaid off. I have been avoiding this conversation for, I was going to say the last few weeks, kind of more like almost three years, if you really think about it, my breakup. And by the way, you guys, during this, when I'm referring to my ex, I'm referring to my most recent ex, aka Sloot Man. So, I mean, if you've been listening to me from the beginning, I'm talking like four years ago, maybe more, I have always been an open book about fucking everything, including my dating life. What kind of sex we had the night before, what vibrator he used, how big his dick is, like what shit he said in an argument, what I said, what we did, literally everything. And then a couple of years ago, I completely stopped talking about my dating life and decided to keep that part of my life private which a lot of people have had an issue with. I've seen it in the comments. I've been DM'd it before. And I just want to say I understand to a certain degree, but it's like, to be honest, it's actually been harder than you guys can imagine trying to keep my own sanity in my private life while also keeping you guys filled in as much as I can. And as someone who exploits their life on the internet for a living, like it's it's sometimes a really hard distinction to make. Because if it's up to me, I'm telling you my labia are this long and I did this and I fucked this and I feel this way and I'm having a breakdown and whatever. Where it gets very tricky is when it's going to influence someone else in my life. And if you're in my life, you're probably going to get mentioned at some point. It's I have to teeter the line of where it's it's going to be okay for that person and when it's absolutely not okay and it's disrespectful and not fair. But we're talking about my breakup and I read the comments here and there, and I read people saying how annoying it is that I just keep everyone guessing and I'm not being forthright and I'm like lying and whatever it is, I understand the frustration. 
And I understand it because like I have, this is not me trying to be cheesy. This is just real. I have an extremely close bond with you guys, with my listeners, because we have been through hell and back and I was publicly dragged through the dirt. And so for those of you who like stuck with me, it's like, it's a different level of listenership and understanding. And it's just like, it's like we're closer because of it. I mean, that's how I feel. But I just want everyone to understand where I'm coming from. Because I know I've spent the last year or so giving these like roundabout explanations. Part of the reason is because I didn't fucking know. Like I genuinely did not know. To this day, if I'm going to be completely honest with you guys, yes, I am single. Yes, I went through a breakup and going through a breakup. I still have moments throughout the day where I'm like, hmm, Sophia, you, you may have fucked up. You may have made a really big mistake here and maybe you should like second guess it. This breakup was not the type of thing where either of us could point at each other and be like, you did this, like, you treated me like shit, you know, blah, 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 blah. It was, it was really me and it was my own shit that I'm trying to figure out. And I couldn't be completely honest because I didn't fucking know what the relationship was and where it was going until now. Okay. I was just telling you guys like what I knew or felt at the time. And Again, it's it wasn't until this week that like now I know for sure. I have options. Now 100% I have fucking options, except not on fucking Raya because they won't let me on there, but anyways. Apartments.com believes having a gym in your building does way more than just get you in shape. It turns your entire life around and is a great place to scope out the hot guy that lives in your building. And by guy, I mean guys. Having a gym in your building makes it 10 times more likely that you actually end up, show up, and work out. I mean, it's five floors down or whatever it is. And you'll be saving money on a gym membership that you'll go to probably half as much. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live is easy. Apartments.com hosts more rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. Or a treadmill, for that matter. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Can you feel it, Sloots? The days are getting warmer and spring has officially sprung, which means spring break is here. Which for the older folk, that basically means people are going outside, they're staying outside, and they are staying out way longer. But the thing is, who wants to deal with those post-party struggles? I know I don't. I mean, I quite literally and physically can't at this stage in my life. And that's where my spring break essential comes in, which is Taste Salute. Say goodbye to the Sunday scaries with Taste Salute's hydrating drink mixes. Listen, I started my spring break a little bit early last weekend when my best friend Allie came to town And we had a night or two on the town. And how I felt, honestly, come Monday morning was better than any spring break party you can imagine. And that is a rare occurrence for me and has only started happening since I've started drinking Taste Salute religiously. Because unlike those big name brands we all know, Salud knocks it out of the park with their one-of-a-kind flavors. I'm drinking one right now. And no, it's not because I plan on drinking any kind of alcohol, but just because I'm trying to get hydrated and energized. I'm obviously drinking the horchata flavor. 
but you get to enjoy flavors like cucumber lime, hibiscus, and they even have mocktails now. Say hello to Paloma and Strawberry Margarita. Filled with electrolytes and vitamins that support hydration and boost immunity with less sugar. I'm talking only one gram of sugar per stick. This is exactly what you need to get your Sunday fun day going, regardless of what the rest of the day entails. And here's the best part. They're sharing the love with all of my listeners. Enjoy 10% off your first purchase with the code SOFIA10 at checkout. That's S-O-F-I-A and the number 10 at Taysalude.com. Cheers to health this spring break season with Taysalude. I am single like for real, for real. And I do have a few candidates lying around, okay? Obviously, it's me. Hi, I have options. I don't think I need to get into why I kept it private. I think you can just Google my name or his name uh, and you'll be able to find out pretty easily why I decided to just completely cut that out of like my public discourse. However, I am about to be public as fuck about it, okay? And I'm trying to think of like where to start because I want to be like 100% real and I've been just like a fucking mess for the last few weeks. I've been hiding it really well. I did some really petty shit that I need to own up to and is kind of like the reason was kind of like the ignition to this whole thing becoming public was me posting a fucking screenshot of a girl DMing me saying they saw my ex on Raya. Okay? Petty as fuck of me to post that. I just, all is fair in love and war. Like I was just in a fucking mood. I was like, fuck him. I don't care. Even though it was me doing the breaking up, there was no reason for me to be upset about that. It just, it still really, really hurt. And I just acted on it. And <laughs> by the way, Raya it 100% is sending me a cease and desist letter. Let me back on because I'm banned and I would like to get on there. Okay. Anyways, let me just backtrack. So yeah, we have been broken up for a few weeks now. Everyone knows by now that Slootman and I, we stayed together through everything that happened after everything. And it's kind of like actually really incredible to think about because most relationships would not be able to survive that shit, honestly. And the truth is, is this breakup has nothing and absolutely nothing to do with that. And again, it's not like anyone did anything blatantly wrong. It really just came down to me and where I'm at in my life. And I want to explain it a little bit because I think a lot of people will be able to relate. But there's, there's there, like any breakup, there's like a lot of moving parts to it. I can only speak for myself. The reason I wanted to is because I think that somewhere along the way, for whatever reason, work, trying to launch this new show, whatever it is, we kind of lost that intimacy that we had for so long, even though we were living under the same roof, it's crazy how you can like sleep in bed with someone every single night and there's no intimacy. That's why when I moved back to New York and I wanted to live alone and I had people say, uh, that's a huge red flag. Like, why wouldn't you guys be moving in together? I call bullshit. I call complete bullshit on that. You can be living with someone and be so detached and have no intimacy whatsoever. And you can live in separate apartments or whatever it is and have the most fulfilling, intimate relationship there is. So like, I don't want to hear that shit. I never planned on living with him. That was kind of like forced upon us. I just, 
I, I wanted to live alone. And when I moved here and I spent a lot of alone time, it became very, very clear to me that I have a lot of growing up to do. And I have always been the bitch my entire life who has been in a relationship. I was actually doing the math and looking back. And since high school, there's only been a six-month span of time where I have been single. Six months since I was 18. I'm 29 years old. That is 11 years of my life I've spent in a relationship. And I've never had the balls to like break up with a dude. That's why I've always ended up cheating. Or I mean, there was some overlap of some kind, which is cheating. Guys, that's what we're calling it from now on. There was an overlap. No, bitch, it was fucking cheating. I have never been alone. And I am about to turn 30 in a few months. Part of that scares the fuck out of me because society tells us like, oh, when you're 30, uh, your eggs are basically drying up and you should be getting married, da 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 But part of me was like, this is going to be one of my last chances to actually just be Sophia and spend time with myself before I decide to settle down, Okay. And that's like really where this stemmed from. I, if I'm being honest, I am down to marry this dude. I could see myself ending up with Sloop Man and him being my husband and us having kids together. I just can't do it right now. And I had the conversation with him and he basically said, you know what? I understand, but I can't just be sitting on the sidelines while you decide to take this break. And I ultimately decided it was something I was willing to risk. Will we end up together? I have no idea. The chances of it are, I don't fucking know, but it's something that I needed to do for me. And that's really what it fucking comes down to, you guys. I'm sure as time goes on, I will, you know, I will be keeping you guys fucking updated every single week. But that, that was the reason for the breakup. I am not bullshitting. It's something that I have been internally struggling with. I mean, I, I was thinking about breaking up for months before it even happened. And it's just, it's been really confusing. But I think it was the right decision for me and the right choice for me. And I don't give a fuck that I'm about to be 30. If I'm 35 and I am single and I'm alone, I at least know that I did what I wanted to do instead of settling down like a lot of fucking people do and then maybe resenting or looking back with regrets. So that's my little breakup spiel. I wish I had something more exciting to tell you guys, but that's basically it. And with that, let's get in to questions of the motherfucking week. Look, you've had a long day, your boss is annoying you, your boyfriend is accusing you of something you didn't even do, and your sibling is asking you for money. That's like an everyday thing for me. While I don't have all the answers, I do know that we have the power to change any situation we're in in a flash, in a snap. We can turn it into a celebration And a little glass of wine is just the thing to turn your day around sometimes. But of course, you just realized you ran out of everything. Luckily for you, our friends over at DoorDash have you covered. If you're in the mood to treat yourself or just want to make sure you are always hostess with the mostest ready, DoorDash is your go-to without you having to move from your couch. And it's convenient. Do you know how heavy a handle of tequila is? How about five of them? Exactly. Plus, the alcohol selection at DoorDash is top-notch. You will find what you're looking for. Beer, wine, mixers, and even mocktails for the non-alcoholic girlies can be delivered straight to your door. 
So get your drinks in hand without lifting a finger with DoorDash. And use code SOFIA24 to get 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more on drinks through DoorDash. For eligible users only, terms apply, must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast sos save our sleuths These are fucking wild this week, starting with the first one, okay? Number one. Hi, Sophia. My boyfriend revealed to me a couple weeks ago that he had this ex-girlfriend who threatened to kill his cats. And in response, he tried to stop her by trying to hit her with a car. That really freaks me out. Granted, she did ruin his life and chased him with a knife. And I mean, cats are important, but is it okay for me to be concerned about this? We got in a fight recently and in the fight, I got mad and said, you tried to hit your ex-girlfriend with a car. How the fuck am I supposed to know you wouldn't hurt me? He told me that I was twisting his words and that he might never be able to trust me again. What do you make of all this? Am I in the wrong? I feel guilty, but also mad. I mean, is it not a red flag what he did? Please help me out with this. Other than that, I like him a lot. (laughs) I'm sorry. What the fuck acid trip did I just go on? Number one, usually if I were to just take that one thing out of context and all you told me was, hey, I'm dating someone who tried to hit their ex with his vehicle, I would go ahead and say, it's time to hop in your vehicle and drive away forever with all of your belongings and never look back. However, it sounds like this particular relationship was that shit insane gone girl times a million and I would just take everything that has been said about that relationship with a grain of salt I mean it sounds like he confessed to you that he tried to hit her with the car but then when you brought it up he said you were twisting his words I mean I always give the sleuths the benefit of the doubt. In fact, I always say they're right. Do you think there might be a possibility that you took it out of context the way he said it? It's all abuse at the end of the day and none of it is okay. but he's also, you know, up against this girl who is chasing him with a knife, ruining his life and then threatening to kill his cats, which... I would just like to say uh, is kind of the early signs of a full-blown serial killer. I mean, your boyfriend may have been 
dating, you know, Charlize Theron from the movie Monster. Like, that's kind of fucking wild. I mean, if I had cats or any pet for that matter and anyone threatened to hurt them, you bet your bottom dollar I would be retaliating, okay? I mean, I don't have like a pet right now, but I've heard it's basically like having a child. Regardless, girl, I think you should just have a conversation with him. I don't think you're in the wrong. I think it's more than fair that you brought it up to him. I think him coming back at you with the, I won't be able to trust you ever again, makes absolutely no sense and call him out on like his little bullshitting and him trying to get out of the argument. You calling him out on something he said has nothing to do with trust. So call bullshit because that is what manipulators like to do sometimes as they talk in circles and just say loaded statements. But I don't think this is a reason to break up with him if he has shown no other signs of abuse or toxicity towards you. You know, God damn, this story is making me want to take my ex back. I was single for one week and then I hear horror stories like this and I'm like, babe, um, I completely regret everything and I think we should get married. Okay, next question. I have been dating my boyfriend for one and a half years and ever since we met, he's told me that he goes to NYU. This was an extremely attractive quality about him as that school is hard to get into. After many weird shady moments surrounding his class schedules, I finally randomly asked him to show me proof that he goes to NYU. After many hours, he awkwardly and sketchily could not show me any proof. I finally cornered him and he confessed to never having attended NYU. Is this lie big enough to warrant a breakup? He spent so many hours, days, and months fabricating this lie and it just feels like a sign that we should end it. Please help. Love you. Okay. Damn, I don't know what mood I'm in right now that I'm like taking all of these guys' sides in these relationships, but just hear me out, okay? I think if he lied about it to just get in your pants in the beginning of the relationship, that makes sense, you know? I mean, it's a lie, but it's like he wanted to fuck you and like we all lie on a first date. I mean, I know I do. Obviously, that would be one thing. But to continue on with the lie your entire relationship, that's obviously very sketchy. I would love to know, just for my personal enjoyment, what links he went to to pull this off. Like, did he have a photoshopped diploma on his wall? Oh my God, this is like reminding me, it's like similar to the college admission scandal that happened with Lori, whatever, from Full House. Like, did he hire a bunch of actors to pose with him so he could show he was on the fucking rowing team? Like, I need to know the links he went to. But it's not the best look. It is definitely something to keep in mind moving forward should you choose to do so. But honestly, I just want you to hear me out on this one thing. If he said it just so he could fuck you, And then he ended up falling head over heels in love with you. And he liked you so fucking much that he could not bring himself to tell you the truth for fear of losing you. I think it's something that you could forgive him for and potentially work through. I mean, he's going to have to build that trust back and be willing to like indulge all of the paranoia and questions that you are going to have moving forward about fucking anything he does. Hey, babe, you're at the grocery store. Fucking send me a picture of the produce aisle. Like, I get it. I don't think this lie in particular needs to be the nail in the coffin. And I mean, yeah, you should feel comfortable sharing and being 100% yourself in a relationship. I get that flaws and all and your partner should still love you for it. But just explain that to him. Maybe this is something that he feels extremely insecure about and also make sure to absolutely put him on the spot at your next family dinner and watch him squirm while he explains to your parents that he actually never fucking went there, you know? But I think I think it's something you can move past, honestly. Okay, next question. 
Hey, Sophia, love the show so freaking much. I swear listening to you so often has given my Scottish accent an American twang. I love to hear that. Anyway, no advice needed, but I just had to let you know this. I have a secret boyfriend from work who is, let's just say, quite a bit older than me, like a lot older. Anyway, I have him saved in my phone as Sophia Franklin, so nobody at work sees we are texting. My boss saw it and probably thinks I have a girlfriend now, but all that matters is he doesn't know I fuck his boss every single night. Oh my, the I this is like the biggest compliment I've ever received in my entire fucking life. I would die to hear my valley girl voice in a Scottish accent. I mean, I think it would sound hot as fuck. Do you agree? Does everyone agree? Probably not. Maybe it's just me. I mean, adding any type of accent to my voice is going to make it sound hotter. So like I'm fucking down. I actually need to hear this shit. Please send me a voice memo slew via Instagram, please, because I need to hear it. Um, So how do I feel about this? Honestly, if he ever goes poking around and asks you to prove that uh, it is me, Sophia Franklin, that you're talking to, I will have your back to the death. I don't give a fuck. I mean, this is like, this is for anyone dealing with this type of thing. Please use my name and I will vouch for you any day. Sophia Franklin is way more believable than like some Pizza Hut bullshit calling you at two in the morning, you know? I love this, slew. Thank you so much for sharing. Okay, next. I am about to graduate with my master's in mental health and I already work for a private practice thanks to my internship and have a full caseload of clients. I like to look good and school is expensive as fuck. So I have been working as a nude model for the last two years to help pay for school. I work under a different name and have a Patreon and honestly, I really love it. Now that school is ending, I am terrified that these pictures might surface or a male client would find them and ruin my career. The money and the confidence boost is next level. And as a therapist, I believe in being your authentic self and expressing every facet of yourself. What should I do? Okay. Point blank. I think you should continue doing what you're doing. It's your life. And if you want to have a side hustle that makes you money and makes you happy, carry the fuck on my wayward son. Like keep doing you girl. I also think that times are changing and sex work is becoming much more normalized in today's society. Obviously, there are still people who think it's like unacceptable in the professional world, but you would be surprised at how many people actually see it as empowering and progressive. And those types of people are only becoming more and more. So, I mean, I'm not sure how safe Patreon is. I'm not that familiar with the platform. Obviously, use a platform where your content can't be screenshotted or easily shared. Just just be careful with it. And if a male client finds it, tell them, thanks for subscribing, bro. Now let's get into your childhood trauma. I mean, like, what, like, what, what is the fucking point of bringing that up to you? Like, okay, cool. If one of your male clients finds it, I would assume that they would be too embarrassed to reveal that they are jacking off to their therapist nudes. Call them out, reverse psychology, do it on them, you know? And you're in the therapist seat, so you can really do some reverse psychology. You know what? That was not appropriate to say, and I know that you would never do that, and that is not okay. But honestly, this dude, if he finds a picture, he will not have the power to ruin your career. He will not have that kind of power. He could report it to whatever company you work for, but that's about it. At which point you just go ahead and let the company know or HR know or whoever or your boss that what you do in your spare time is none of their fucking business 
or say that this dude is lying and he is just obsessed with you and that the pics are photoshopped or tell the company like, oh, you want to go ahead and fire me? Okay, great. I am going to file a lawsuit and sue you guys right back for freedom of speech, (laughs) freedom of showing my body in any way I want to. How about that? If the particular establishment you're working for is not down with it, fuck them, go somewhere else. Woo. Okay, Sloots. Thank you for being patient with me. I really needed to take last week off. I feel like a brand new person, even though I'm still kind of going through it, I'm like a functioning adult. I love you guys so fucking much. I will talk to you next week. The I have options. I don't even care if I sound like a broken record. It's It's been my most successful drop and with reason because it stands for a lot of shit I have options, all of us do, whatever fucking options they may be, and it's just fucking cute as fuck. If you love the show, and this is even more important than fucking anything I've ever said in my entire life, please, please get your friends to start listening because that is how I can continue doing this. And as always, you can find me on social media, Sophia with an F, Franklin with a Y, TikTok, Sophia with an F, Franklin with a Y, and the number zero. And with that, Sloots, I will talk to you next week.